Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast. And here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse. Hi, everybody. Laura Muse here, and I've got a very special guest this evening. So this is the Social Propertypreneur Podcast live. Um, so I'm going to be doing one of these very regular over the next um, month. Um, so... Welcome to the podcast. Um, obviously, this is a live, but you will obviously listen after. Um, so today, I'm very lucky. I've got a very inspirational lady who is a property investor, a chartered surveyor, a mindset advocate, an award-winning lecturer, and she also runs NC Real Estate, her firm of surveyors, which also includes um, a members club for landlords and property investors. Um, so if that wasn't enough, she manages all this from the other side um, of the Atlantic in New York City. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed to introduce Natasha Collins. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Laura, that was like one of the best introductions ever. That was I'm, a mouthful. <laughs> I'm recording it. I'm going to just keep replaying that over and over again. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. That was amazing. Um, no, thanks so much. Obviously, I know we've got a bit of a time difference, so I, I really do appreciate you taking some time. Um, but yeah, let's just crack on. Let's talk about you, where you've been, what you've done, what's led you to be in in New York. Um, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I have been in the property industry for the past 11 years. Seems like ages I started off back in 2009 um as a letting agent assistant the only reason that I did that was because in my third year of my second year of university I had literally got to the end of my overdraft and was like I need a job for the third year of my university because I could not afford to survive anymore right so I uh, negotiated with the lecturing staff at the University of Worcester that I would have all of my lectures on a Monday and for the rest of the week I would then go out and find myself a pretty much full-time job and from that I fell into working as an admin assistant at a letting agents which very quickly turned into just doing everything lettings tenancies helping out and the deal was I managed the the office in the morning so I would do like nine to one doing all of the admin for this letting agent and organizing viewings and what have you then in the afternoon I was allowed to just man the phone so then I'd have my lunch break then from about two till six I could man the phone and my boss would let me do my coursework which was fantastic <laughs> as long as in the evening I went out and did the viewing so then I would do the late night viewings as well so it was long days but I was getting paid a full-time salary to do my university degree as well thank gosh so I got myself out of debt during that time um, a chap came into the office who um, needed to rent a property because it was massive snows that year and his roof had come in. Um, couldn't find him a property. He asked me instead if I'd like to babysit for his children. <laughs> wow. Cash strapped, cash strapped Natasha Collins. is like, yes, <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah, where do I sign up? Went and um, did a couple of babysitting for him and his wife. And we got on like a house on fire. And he's like, Natasha, what are you doing after university? And by that point, we're just, we were coming out of the recession. I'd been applying for everything, graduate jobs, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And he said to me, Natasha, do you want to become a surveyor? 
was like, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is a surveyor? So um, he said, go away. The next time you see me, come back armed with questions about surveyors. He said, I'm a commercial surveyor. Go and find out what that is and let me know if that's of interest to you. Two weeks later, um, I come back and I'm like, sure, tell me about being a commercial surveyor. I had no other options at that time. And he was talking to me about it. And he said, look, one of my friends in London is looking for a new graduate surveyor. Um, I think you'd be really good because you're down to earth. You've got common sense. You've got a bit of a property background. Do you want to go for the interview? Sure, I've got nothing to lose at this point. Went for the interview. Um, the guy was like, okay, Natasha, we haven't got a position for you until September. I was like, perfect. I am going to go traveling then for a couple of months. I've saved up money. I'm off to America. So I'd gone to America and he had emailed me and said, hey, Natasha, um, love to have you start in September. Um, I've also got a flat that you can rent off of me for 500 pounds per month. I was like, I am in. <laughs> that was where my surveying journey started. I had no idea how hard it was going to be. Um, I got chucked in at the deep end. Within three months, the guy who was head of property management at the time had left rather than hiring someone else. They're like, Natasha, do you want to take over um, the head of property management position? Oh, wow. Southwest <laughs> London <laughs> portfolio. 21 um, year old me was like, sure, I can handle it. <laughs> Um, and that was where property management started. I quickly built to being an asset manager. I was um, the head of commercial property for the Sloan Stanley Estate for two years. I was doing the um, property management for an NHS portfolio. I was running um, lease advisory for some of the other big portfolios in the area. And just had my fingers in so many different pies, <laughs> as well as... Um, because I then was like, well, I have to become a surveyor because of this. I did not have the appropriate degree to become a surveyor. I had a geography and computing yeah. undergraduate degree. So I had to go and do my master's at the same time. Oh my gosh. Conversion. So I was literally, during the day, property manager for this huge fund, then um, studying in the evenings for my master's and then doing all of the training alongside for my APC. It was wild. Um, <laughs> But that was kind of my induction into the property industry. And I learned a huge amount, number one, in having to keep myself organized because mm. my gosh, you like if I think about it now, it even blows my mind how much I would have to do for all of these different property portfolios. But I would do it because every single morning I would come in, I would look at what I had on for the day which contractors were going out to which property? Were all of my tenants happy? Had there been anything going on overnight? I had an out of hours call handling service, which yeah. all of you, I cannot stress it enough. If you guys decide that, and I'm not on commission for this, but <laughs> I think you do, who run all of the out of office for the big, big um, landlords in London, also do it for the small landlords across the country. It like literally cost about 10 pounds per property per quarter to run them on an out of oh, hour wow. system overnight and if I didn't have, if I wouldn't have had them my gosh my phone would be ringing off the hook overnight so <laughs> like I'd had to put in place all of these systems just to cope with the level of like email traffic and maintenance inquiries and we're looking at service charges for commercial residential because all of my residential was above commercial residential tenants would get 
seemingly wound up by the commercial tenants and vice versa. So you would have to be settling those disputes as well as looking what, at what your clients wanted to achieve long term. So it was hectic, but um, I barely survived. <laughs> yeah, I survived. Very quickly had to learn how to put processes into one place for this. But because of doing that as well, one of my big clients um, took me aside one day. He's like, Natasha, you run all of these portfolios for everybody else. Why on earth are you not doing it for yourself? And I was like, really? He said, yeah, honestly, I don't understand why you haven't bought your own property. And that back in 2011, only after being doing that for 18 months, I was like, right, okay, fine. I am going to start investing in my own property portfolio. Don't know how I'm going to do it, but whatever. I'm going to buy a property. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have any money. <laughs> but I was like, whatever. All these people can do it. I can do it too. Um, ended up get, putting together a bit of a business plan um, and convincing my parents that they needed to remortgage their property and give me 50 grand, which just looking back on it even my parents now say I, we have no idea how you managed to convince us to do that because it wasn't as if it was something that they could afford to do but with that 50 grand I took it and I bought myself a flat in Notting Hill because it was 200,000 pounds I had completely negotiated my ass off just like this 22 year old with nothing to lose you know if I didn't get it it's not the end of the world I'm young none of my friends have ever bought property who cares um managed to get that um and that was the start of my property journey and within two years because of the way that the market had boomed in that time I remortgaged it at 320,000 pounds and repaid my my parents and started my property journey so that's kind of my origin story of how I got into it and along the way I've done did my master's in surveying and then I did my APC and became a chartered surveyor and it was kind of just chucked in the deep end sink or swim learn these practices and get going honestly (laughs) just just hearing what you've been through in a very short period of time like in the beginning is enough to put anybody off (laughs) (laughs) it just sounds so stressful but obviously which I am going to touch on is that did come at some cost um yeah and I think at the moment as well maybe a lot of people might um resonate with that obviously you are a mental health ambassador and um lion is it Lionheart? lion yeah lion heart you um are an ambassador for them do you want to tell people obviously that situation had its consequences how you realize that what's changed and how it's kind of got you to where you are now Yes. So a big consequence of all of that that I was doing was burnout. I could, there's no way that's sustainable. That lifestyle is a lot. Even thinking back on it, I've now managed to kind of take and um, twist the thought process around it from one of ne- absolute negativity to one of okay, that happened and this is what I've learned from it. Um, so I was literally getting up six o'clock in the morning, getting to the gym, doing an hour in the gym, being at my desk by um, 8.30ish, working the whole day through to about 6.30, running home because I thought I needed to exercise twice a day, then doing my um, studying up until about 10 o'clock at night, 
11 o'clock at night if it was a um if it was an assignment time I'd be up till midnight and I'd just go again and I did that for four years and that's not sustainable so by the time I got around to taking my APC the first time around which for people who don't know it's your assessment of professional competence and that is your um final exam to become a chartered surveyor I walked into the room um and also during this final year where I was about to take my APC, my parents had started their divorce process and I was mediating on that. So I was separating out the assets. Um, Chris and I, we just bought our first property together. Like there was so much going on in my life. And I'd gone into my APC the first time around and um, got halfway through and couldn't do it anymore. I just sat there literally crying it was like I was being attacked I've never felt like that before and after it was over I was like okay well gotta go home now couldn't get home I was on the phone to my dad I was like I don't know how to get home he's like where are you it's somewhere near Heathrow couldn't get home couldn't think about anything that was going on um and I obviously didn't pass you find out seven days later I hadn't passed and I was angry. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the world. I was angry at everything that was going on and I wasn't sleeping properly and I wasn't doing this and I failed. Everything that I'd done, I completely fa failed. Um, and luckily the RACS noticed and put me in contact with Lionheart who is the charity that supports surveyors and their families. And they said, Natasha, please get in contact with them. Like every time we've seen you up until about the last six months, you've been so excited, so happy, so bubbly, and something has just completely knocked you off kilter. I found Lionheart in tears, not knowing what to expect and told them what had been going on. I'm so baby seeing this and happened there. Um, and they took me under their wing and gave me six months worth of counselling and helped me be kinder to myself, look after myself so that I could go back into my APC the second time round and pass it. It wasn't that I, it, it was never that I wasn't a competent surveyor. It was that I'd completely burnt myself out through all of this stuff that I was doing. And that was kind of the life changing moment, if you, if you see, because I'd taken too much on. I wasn't doing anything efficiently and I had to still do everything that was going on in my life. It's not like you could just give it up. Um, I still had to do that and still con continue being a surveyor and continue running my property portfolio and continue doing all of that. But I had to now do it on a more efficient, efficient way possible. So that was where the processes started coming in. Um, and on the back of that, I said to them, well, it can't just be me in this situation. We're in a high pressured industry. You know, people aren't always that nice to you. You have to go and negotiate with to, with people and they can be pretty hard-nosed, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> you have, you come up, okay, you've, we've had this conversation where we've said, we've come up, we come up against people and we're like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Could you so not just buy a house? Please let me buy one. <laughs> I'm trying to give you money, not take it away. <laughs> with you I just want this to happen and I want this to be easy and you know we come up against lenders and you look at lenders sometimes you're like are you are you for real right now like we've been through all of these hoops and you've still come up with something else it's like <laughs> you get it right daily 
Do you know, I'm just so fortunate. My husband deals with all of our mortgages because literally, I think if I if I had to, I would have left the property game along. Like when I first started, it was just it's just not for me. It's very frustrating. It's so like antiquated. It's just it's just not. It's it's his his department, <laughs> and it will stay there until it goes all online. <laughs> does not want to get involved in mortgages whatsoever he's like no thanks I'm not having that um and I, but they're so bloody minded I mean one bridging lender got my completion statement wrong four times on exchange so I had to pull out and lost a load of money and then sued me because I pulled out so I had to counter sue them oh my know. gosh I don't have that touch wood <laughs> hopefully we won't <laughs> Yeah, well, fingers crossed. I was so livid, livid. But it's all of these things that come up on you on a daily basis. And it could be that you're dealing with someone on a bad day. It could be that you're dealing with somebody who doesn't respect what you're doing. It could be that you just come up against people who are just awful, right? That's the long and short of it. And it's also cutthroat. We do work a lot of hours you know as much as you can streamline stuff if you're on the lookout for another property or you're trying to figure out your strategy to growth or you're trying to deal with tenants lease renewals or my gosh all you commercial landlords or commercial property managers when it's service charge time of the year and we're doing budgets and we're doing reconciliation statements and we're trying to get contractors quotes my gosh like it's frustrating rent review negotiations <laughs> oh. sometimes all of these things it couldn't have just been me and so I said to Lionheart should we do something should we actually do something let's start a movement in the industry let's start educating people about mental health because I am a naturally anxious person if I allow myself to be it's been like that for over 20 years I can remember it goes and I just worry about things but I can I can see when it's happening now and I can get a hold on it. And Lionheart have really helped with me with that as well. But there will be people who are in much worse situations than I am or people who experience things differently. And so if we had a place where we could bring people together and we could talk about well-being, we could talk about mental health, that gives people a platform to know that it's okay. Just because you deal with something differently than someone else doesn't mean that you're incompetent. And sometimes that seems to come across. And especially in the surveying industry. I mean, it happens in the property industry as well. But sometimes you come across other surveyors and you think, why would you, why would you even treat me like that? Like, what, what, why? And it's just because we have different attitudes of coming across people. And it's the same in the, in the investment industry as well. We have different attitudes. But it doesn't make me wrong. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make anybody else wrong. It just means that we're different people. And so having this space where we could come together and we go through some tips, some tools, some techniques, um, the things that are working for me at the time, the things that aren't working for me at the time, the things that are working for other people, because well-being is a practice, it's a journey. We constantly have to work on it. It's not like you do it one day and you're like, (laughs) feeling happy now, that's me for life. doesn't happen like that so that was where I started working flying heart and we roll those um they start off as workshops 
and when I was in the UK they were always workshops yeah. and there'd be hours and we'd I'd do supercharge your well-being which is my signature signature one we would do boosting your resilience and um supercharging your confidence as well but now I'm I just head up the supercharge your well-being we do them online um, and I do them for students and young surveyors older surveyors um, and it's just a place to help and it's something that we need to really focus on because for everybody no matter where you are the industry can be tough so it's oh, about- no, definitely and I can completely resonate with where you're coming from um, I have a life coach She's, I've been working with her now for probably five, yeah, five years. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to get through the time I have if I hadn't have changed my mindset. But like you say, that first year I did it, every, you know, literally had a session every week. She's based in Australia. She's amazing. We do Zoom or WhatsApp calls. Um, literally did it every, every week for, for 12 months. Obviously, there's a big cost to that, but... I'm a completely different person. And even now to this day, I still have to revisit them first sessions. You know, I've got everything written down, spending time looking after myself, affirmation. I know people do, not everyone can resonate with that. But for me, it, it, it really changed my life. And if I hadn't have done that, I probably would be on a completely different path now. So I'm completely with you on, on anything to do with mindset. It's really- Oh my gosh so important I can't stress it enough I'm the same with you always working with the coach just someone who just puts you back in line yes. <laughs> like, <Get> back. <laughs> where are you going with that <laughs> maybe that's a different podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> Well, for me, your energy is so infectious and that's what drew me to you um, over social media. Um, obviously, you help others. You've got an amazing platform to do that. So do you, will you share with people, obviously, you wanting to help people leverage the time a bit better, be systemized. Can you explain what it is you offer and how it can help people who are listening? Yeah, so I um, I run a a platform called the NC Real Estate Members Club and that is my online community it's a paid for community obviously there's a free stuff out there so just to start with if you're getting to know me there is a lot of the free stuff out there my property investment mastery Facebook group is always the first touch point or Instagram Natasha C Collins like those places are just really good for like a good overview of what I do but inside the members club I put all of the processes for both commercial and residential property that I have used and still use to this day. If anybody saw my my Instagram feed yesterday, a picture of me sat on the terrace doing my end of year accounts and getting all my bookkeeping done. (laughs) That's that's purely through the systems that I've created over, over the years to streamline everything. And what I do in the members club is I put that all together and we do that in monthly packages. And my whole ethos is that all of the learning that you do should be in about 15 minutes with processes alongside it. And those processes either come in the form of a workbook, which makes you think, because obviously strategy is um, very much individual to your your property, but it also gives you the processes that you go through to get to that point. For example, if we were to do a commercial investment valuation, what do we start with? Well, we start with what's the rental that's coming in. So how much rent are you getting? 
is this at market value or could you raise that to market value? So then we do the research around what market value is. We then look at lease terms. Well, you have to look at the lease terms from where you come, come from, but then you have to also start forecasting. Well, actually, what can we do going forward? So I give you the things that you need to look at, but also the things that are just rinse and repeat where you get the information from so that you can complete your valuation. I do that with property management record systems. This month, we've got the property management record system package, which is where you literally click it four times, put it in your Google Drive, and you've got all the processes and everything for this property management record. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. Like, simple things that create huge results because my main driver for growth in property portfolios is strategy and how we can increase the rent and how we can increase the value of properties. It's not... I, I really hate this this passive kind of investment strategy where you buy a property, you negotiate on it, you sit on it for two years, you remortgage out of it, you haven't done anything. Whereas I think to be a property investor, you have to be quite active. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many properties you've got because again, it's quality over quantity. If you can make your desired income from three properties rather than 25, go with the three. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't. You can do that when you come back to London. In Sheffield, it's a different scenario. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, I, my investment, because I've always got so much going on, for me personally, my investment strategy is the minimum amount of properties for the maximum amount of income, right? That's, that's, I have to rely on that because I love the teaching side of things that I do. I never want to give that up because I love interacting with people. So right, like, <laughs> that for me is my trade-off, right? So, so what I do within the members club is give you the platform, give you the stuff to work from all of the processes and then we have drop-in sessions on zoom where we get to get we get together as a group and then we have one-to-ones which are just 30 minutes each month and I make sure that people are on track and the reason that I did this was because I know from when I was building my my portfolio in my early 20s how important it was to have experts around me now I was lucky in the in the fact that I had estate managers right who who owned millions of pounds of property and have been building that over the years and I had estate managers for the NHS who would have a completely different viewpoint on it and then I would have the solicitors for these um, portfolios as well one of whom is, is still my solicitor to this day because she will always say to me all right, I get you on this. I do not get you on that. I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's like, are you sure this makes sense? But the one thing that she never says to me is no. There's always a workaround between the pair of us. We can solve things. And we've been doing that for, what, 10 years now from when we were, she, she was a solicitor, still is a solicitor for the NHS portfolio. We would always come up with a solution. And it didn't necessarily need to, to look like perfect solution, you know, but we'd, we'd agree things, we'd think about it and we'd go, all right, we'll give it a, we'll give it a shot. But having a great team around you is so important. So, and that's where the members club comes in because I wanted to be that team member for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if, if you need that support, and I've always had this ethos with my clients, I will walk to the end of the world for you. You know, what do you need me to go into battle for? I'm going to make sure that you get the best out of it without screwing anybody else over. We, that's got to be how we work in the, in the property industry. I'm not out for blood. I'm out to make sure that you get the best possible results, but that everybody in, in the deal is happy. And I, that's, that's where the passion comes from. There's always a solution. The strategy may not look like what you wanted it to look like at the start. Who cares? We get to the end result and everybody gets what they need, gets what they want. My gosh, we have done what we set out to do, right? You, you know that. Yeah, but it's all about your team. It's all about the tools you've got in your toolbox. If you don't have them tools, then someone else in your team has got them. And I think that's why what you're doing is, is really valuable to other people. Um, and especially that monthly accountability, checking up, are you okay? What's, you know, have you got any issues? Which um, I'm sure a lot of people do at this time, if we're honest. Yeah. And can I, I'm going to put it out there um, that we, do, we currently don't have many properties within my clients the members club who's vacant and if they are vacant it's for a reason right it's for a very tactical reason it's because we we focused on really what can we do to help our tenants during this time what can we do to help the industry during this time it's not perfect nothing's perfect it's wild out there we know like I can't tell you when this is going to end you know but you can only deal with what you know in the in the situation in the kind of remit that we're in right now and that's and if people and it I'm very good at checking with people I mean there's a couple of members out there who will know I remember what's in their leases as well <laughs> got the memory of an elephant there's no escaping there's no escaping I remember <laughs> that's the service that I offer I, I and uh, it's great because we get strategic and members feed off each other's ideas and inspiration it's not it's not a competitive environment it's okay well I've been here or I've been doing this or I've been doing all of these different things and, and it's kind of inspiring for each other which I love it honestly it's like such it's, ah it's a passion of mine I love it just can, honestly like just by you talking about it you can see we really can it's um it's very yeah it's it's so nice to see it's so infectious <laughs> uh, we're going to put all the details um in the podcast in the show notes where everyone can contact you if they want to get involved with the members club and um, how they can kind of start that process because it's not just uh, anyone can Mm-mm. walk in the door it there is a bit of a process to it so um, we'll pop all the details in there yeah obviously we need to talk about COVID-19 <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you'll be doing you've got a great document that you've got that's um, been updated yeah. really regular um, so we'll pop a link in as well for people to get in contact with that um, what have you changed in your business if anything because obviously you are more or less you are everything is online for you um, yeah. How has it affected you or going forward? Do you see any, any opportunities? What does it look like to you? Um, so I had to make changes in regards to my service accommodation. I have one service accommodation and obviously about start of March, everybody started cancelling and I was like, oh Jesus, I just done a refurb on this service accommodation. <laughs> And it was beautiful. I had 
honestly like I'd put in the, the bathroom of my dreams and I'd literally I, I, it was do it it was do it so don't get me wrong this wasn't just me spending money for the sake of spending money this was on my maintenance cycle I was going to do it anyway but I was really hoping that this year was going to be the year that I could put my prices up well obviously that didn't happen um so I kind of that was the, that was a real kind of like okay what do I do now so I figured well I can't be the only one with this issue but I've now got to start experimenting so I listed it just on um open rent I put it on spare room put it on gum tree just to see if anybody would want it um and I just said look I'm not there right now if you want this property you're going to have to book it through Airbnb I mean I can't do anything else my I do have a managing agent down there but at the same time I was being a bit stingy and was like can I do this myself like the cleaners have been in there they've completely cleaned it out it's got all bedding it's literally turnkey no one has to bring anything with them apart from the suitcase of clothes fine um then what happened was um a couple got in contact with me and said hey my daughter is stuck in the UK uh, can she rent it for a month until we can get her home so that was great so that was a month-long booking fantastic and um, got that then I had um these Chinese students three Chinese girls got in contact with me and said uh Natasha seen your advert on spare room would really like to book your place for the rest of the summer can we do that through Airbnb Yes, but that was the week that the government stopped accepting bookings on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So I had to phone Airbnb and be like, look, can you just overrule this, please? These, these, and they were like, no, we can't because of your government. I was like, these students are going to have nowhere to live. <laughs> just made it into this massive drama. But they didn't have anywhere to live. The like, University of Bath didn't really have any accommodation for them. They were cramped in close quarters. This property was going to be empty. That was the only way I was going to be able to do it. And luckily, Airbnb allowed that to happen. So really good. got them in till July. We'll see what happens in July. I am. Um, you can't worry about something until something happens. Like, I can't. So I've got no mortgage holidays. I'm still lucky enough to be able to pay for everything. And that's been a real positive um, thing. Mm -hmm. Do I, what do I think is going to change? Um, I think anybody who's selling their property right now is probably doing it out of desperation. Mm -hmm. um, so there may be deals to be had, but be careful. Mortgage lenders saying really strange things at the moment. I know a lot of, <laughs> I've never heard of like most of the stuff that they're coming out with right now. Um, I know some of my members, they send me through things. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, coming it's getting a bit weird like trying um debating where funds have come from from deposits and things um some mortgage lenders are doing really well though uh, anybody who's getting mortgages i think from the mortgage works right now seem to still be shifting I think things we've gone through that actually a recent one yeah i i just renegotiated a mortgage for my mom for the mortgage works um which went through 23rd of april they halved the interest rate and they gave her £10,000 based upon some valuations that they went out and did of this property. Fantastic. Great. Thank you very much. Glad that went through. <laughs> so 
So some lenders are lending, some lenders aren't lending. The more specialist lenders are really struggling right now. Um, and I think we'll, we'll continue to see that commercial lenders have pulled in their loan to values. So some of them have, some of them haven't. Their interest rates have gone up. Obviously, the reason for that is because commercial tenants aren't paying as much as they were. It's all like, fine. You know, we, we can I mean, we're it. really lucky. We're really lucky. I mean, we've got a new build project, which is completely funded by investor private finance. Um, we nearly went down the development finance route, but we didn't because this investor came in at the last minute. Otherwise, that would be completely different. And we've got two commercial, but it's an unencumbered property. So touch wood, we've just been super lucky. How's your commercial tenants doing? What are, what type of tenants are they? Uh, so one is a carpet um, company, so a flooring company. Obviously, he can't work at the moment, really. Um, his wife just had a baby, so... He can't really go into other people's properties and he can't anyway, really, unless it's a vacant um, buy to let or that type of uh, investment. He does all of our properties and at the minute he just won't come and do them in case he takes anything home, which is fair enough. But um, he's paid his rent for the last two months. Um, everyone just paid what we are now the fourth. Most of them paid on the first, got two that pay on the fifth. Everyone's paid. Um, the other one is like um, an American sweet shop where he's due on the 5th, so we shall see. But he, he has said, look, if I can't pay, I'll pay as much as I can and then we'll just work it out after. So, Oh, you, you know, can't argue with that, can you? No, we, you know, we've just been, we've just been in contact with his tenants and at, at this time, communication has got to be number one because if you don't speak to them... They'll go off the radar. You'll just not hear from them. And that's not what we didn't want that. We didn't want them to think we weren't approachable. So, yeah, yeah. that's what we've done anyway. That's such a good point, isn't it? And some tenants as well, commercial tenants don't realise how much support and help is out there for them. You know, oh, God, a carpet fitter literally has got all sorts, yeah. all sorts of different loans. And we were like... Yeah. Please don't ever turn around and say you can't afford to pay your rent after what you've just told us. No, <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, pay it all up front. We'll have it. <laughs> the rest of the year. <laughs> we'll take that. Thanks. <laughs> Recap it for him for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, he's, really, he's been there quite a while. He's a really good tenant. So we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think as well, once we get out out of this probably september time i'm gonna go and look for commercial units again in fact i've been looking at commercial auctions there's some really interesting deals out there there's a lot of sale and leasebacks going on which means that commercial tenants or commercial operators who would usually have um owned their own properties to raise cash are selling the properties on these great leases that they are staying in the yeah. properties for probably not as high rent as you'd expect to get but definitely worth a look but for me um I don't have any investors actually who would lend money for the mortgage for the auction this week um but definitely I've had in, my investors get in contact with me my business partner back in the UK and text me Natasha we've got money lined up for the for the end of August what what are we buying I'm thinking Ooh. So people still want to get involved in deals. And I think whatever commercial tenants get through this, so they survive, great tenants. 
I would happily have them in my portfolio. People are still going to need to be renting property. We still see that people are renting property because I know that tenants are moving in and out. There's um, lots of demand, not lots of demand, right? If you if you say people that move. people need to move, if you say that you're going to have your property on the market for 30 days regularly and you budget for that, well, maybe now it might take 90 days to two months, uh, not 90 days, no, 45 days to two months-ish, you know, so you just budget for that extra void period. It, things are moving slower, but that's because there's not as many market players out there, so... Um, I think we'll see a dip in the market, but hopefully by the end of the year, we should have flattened back out. I know there's, a lot, I see some very doomsday posts out there. Oh gosh, I, I'll be honest with you. I've completely switched off to a lot of it. I, I just don't need that negativity in my life. You know, we all know what's going on. We all are affected. Everyone's going to be affected by it in some shape or form. But I just, I've kind of battened down the hatches. Well, <laughs> It goes, it goes back to the same, doesn't it? What can you control? If you have an empty property and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've seen all of these posts, like landlords are really struggling and I can't, tenants can't move in and out and this, that and the other. You start thinking to yourself, well, it's not possible to let it. I'm going to start having to fold because of X, Y and Z. But then if you take a step back, shut that off as you said and start thinking well what can I do well I can still list my property fantastic I list my property in as many places as possible that gives me more of a fighting chance for people to come and take it on we just got to do the things that we can control last Thursday I um, advertised one of our properties well um, one of the properties that we have and uh, Thursday it didn't even go into right move Saturday I sent all the videos all the images they said look we, we really want it but we just need to physically come and check it out so I said look I could open the door you've got PPE I, I was in the car well I didn't show them around obviously we followed up on the phone after and they've taken it the references have just come back today and they're like we're moving at the weekend yeah um, perfect. so people people still want to move obviously it is necessary for them to move um but you know I got an absolute barrage of abuse for doing that and I, I did a, a video just to show that obviously people still want to let you know people want to move um obviously it's got to be essential and yet yeah, got an absolute barrage of it from letting age other letting agents and they were all letting agents yeah um oh. so I, I don't know I feel in this time we should always support each other but maybe in some areas in property that's not the case <laughs> not that they weren't that right <laughs> but yeah um do you know like it is where put, it is if you're not putting yourself in any danger you're not spreading oh, yeah. the virus there you go you know you have to you can't just give up my gosh the minute you give up everything falls down exactly, exactly. but yeah so going into well, going end of this year, what's the plans? What are you looking forward to? What have you got in your pipeline? Ooh, I have got so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing? Um, April was kind of, for me, it was just a month going back to coaching. And I hired a couple of new team members at NC Real Estate. So we've been doing onboarding. That's been phenomenal. I've been learning so much about onboarding new team members and what have you. Um, what 
are we doing? Well, this month we're launching the Members Club again. So the doors are opening. That is from the 18th to the 21st of May. We've got a whole launch sequence. It's going to get very exciting over the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Then we kind of, during the summer, I mean, I had loads of live events planned this year and I do live events in the UK and not been able to do that so I'm hoping that come um around September time I'll be able to start getting those back in the diary again um I've got uh my commercial property mastermind opening up again at the end of the year I've got some smaller packaged products that will be coming out at the end of the summer um and then hopefully as of September um back to investing oh and I, we've got um uh development oh I was just thinking, I've got development over in Jersey, which would be selling at the end of the summer. It's exciting. That would be my oh, first trip. Oh, wow. So super, super busy. But, well, yes, but it's organised. So, like, everything... <laughs> it's systemised and outsourced. <laughs> systemised, outsourced. Things are, look, again, all I can do is what I can control. The outcome is whatever the outcome will be but we just we just try and plan things out throughout the year to keep busy and keep everything going and you know that's that's what I enjoy doing we've got um yeah I've always got things going on but I enjoy it that way (laughs) hopefully when things open I can book a holiday or something you know Well, thank you so much for your time tonight. It's been it's been great speaking to you. You've got so much knowledge and experience and really your energy is so infectious. So everyone who's watching, um, I'll pop Natasha's details in the Facebook pages and on the podcast. Um, all the details will be in the show notes. Make sure you connect with her on social media. So I'll put all the links in there. And yeah, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Laura. It's been fabulous.